On this week's FA Cup special, daring to dream ahead of their big tie with Walsall, we hear from Sheffield United winger Danny Leonard. I think if any of us were to score, I think whatever came into our heads that day would, would happen. So, and I think the, the ground would be buzzing if we scored. So I think it'd just be, it'd just be chaos. It's not the tie they wanted, but Ramsgate boss Ben Smith is looking forward to taking on Woking. We wanted a big, big tie and to, to you know, bow up gracefully. Whereas Woking, it's, you know, there is a genuine chance of us causing an upset. Kyle Lisby returns to the scene of his dad's most famous moment as Cray Valley PM get ready to take on Charlton. My phone literally blew up. My, my reaction was just raw as you could see. It was pure excitement and, and I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, I'm just so excited for it. And away from the FA Cup, we hear from Chatham boss Kevin Hake after a frustrating defeat in the FA Trophy. The lads are putting on a chat shirt. They should be performing and um, a lot of them can um, have a look at their own performance today because it just simply wasn't good enough. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Sandwich Town Youth FC. As you will no doubt be expecting, the FA Cup takes centre stage on this week's show. And we're going to be hearing from all three of our Step 4 clubs who are all set for their big day this weekend. Albeit all three of them are actually playing on different days. Uh, Andrew Phipsu is back in London Bridge Station in a dark, dingy corner recording this week's show. Uh, and on the line now is a man who is on a pretty much a little tour of all different grounds around the county at the moment. Frankly, I'm loving it. Uh, is of course Matt Gerard. How are you, mate? Not bad, not bad, mate. Not uh, going opposite end of the spectrum because we're calling this late now after last week's eight o'clock one. But yeah, and I, and I was thinking, is this the biggest weekend in Kent non-league football since we've been doing the show? Well, I'd say so. With three Step Four teams being in the FA Cup first round, I think it's hard to say to to think of a a bigger day, a, a time, especially with three of our teams being on TV as well. I think you know it's, it. It is a little bit of all eyes on Kent, isn't there? You know, I think people are going to be paying attention. And, and yeah, I think hopefully what we're about to provide for, for the listeners will be a, a perfect accompaniment to a, a busy weekend. Yeah, it should be a, a really cracking weekend for all our sides. So uh, um, fingers crossed that uh, it all goes well and um, we have a bit of fun. But yeah, unbelievable for these sides to get there. And uh, I'm looking forward to the FA Cup first round. It's brought a lot of memories for a lot of people, but... The Sheppey, Cray and Ramsgate supporters are probably never going to forget this weekend. Just hope the weather's going to be good because looking at it, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I think that's part of the things, isn't it? I mean, at least, you know, we know for certain that Sheppey and, and Ramsgate should be fine because obviously they've got uh, the 3G pitches. But the, the build-up over the next couple of days uh, is not going to be the best as Storm Kieran uh, is heading our way. And it looks like he's mainly going for the coastal area. So I think I'm going to get it first and then you'll be getting it shortly afterwards, Matt. Yeah, yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be uh, good weather, but it's, it's still a bit. It's getting colder and colder. So, and again, with the clocks going back, it's just all you know. I'm sure last week it wasn't dark at quarter past six, or um, last week it closes up quickly, it goes in. So you know, five o'clock, it's dark now, and it's you know we're part of that thing. We're, we're into November now, John. So uh, um, at least November is a bit of a more exciting month because you know what's coming up. Well, uh, I'd, I'd rank it pretty much on a par with October to be honest I mean <laughs> I did Brighton the end of my October with a little uh, mini break last week I had a little trip to the seaside and we were very lucky because we managed to uh, miss all of the rain we had a, a few spots and I think it must have rained overnight one night but you know what by and large it was pretty dry and sunny so my, my mum friend said oh the weather's been awful and we were like oh it's been lovely and sunny here so uh, yeah that was uh, that was nice and I'll tell you what, I went for a meal in a restaurant a fish restaurant uh, in Lowestoft if you're ever in that neck of the woods uh, this restaurant is called Mark G, and I could not recommend it more. It was absolutely fantastic. The food was top, top quality, fine dining, 
And when the bill came, I was expecting it to be a bet, almost 150 quid in. It was just over 100 pounds for a main each, a starter each, a bottle of wine and a beer each. So you really can't go wrong with that. So absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know who Mark G was. I don't know what the G stood for. Uh, maybe it was Glennon. Who knows? Uh, but he, he certainly cooked up a storm for us. Right, let's go to here. We, we, I was, I went to London, and we went to the uh, London Dungeon Ooh. on on uh, Friday, which was good fun. It quite, it was uh, comedy scary, but very clever. And it was, you know, I, I quite enjoyed. It. The kids enjoyed it, so we hadn't been before, but it was a, a good day out in London. Um, uh, yeah, the London Dungeon. So yeah, if you if you're interested in the history of London and want to be scared for a little bit, um, go to the London Dungeon. Right, and of course, if you're passing through London Bridge Station, don't forget if you head up the escalator. Towards your platforms 10 to 15 are, uh, as you come up the escalator, on the left-hand side, there's a, uh, a well-known station as one, which uh, Matt Gerald was once banned from at university, if you uh, if you know, you know. Um, but over there, there's a little corner, there's a sight warden's box, uh, an emergency bleed control kit and a defibrillator. Uh, and if you want to look at those sites, you can know that is where I recorded episode 271 of the Ken Money podcast. I should really put a plaque up here, you know, one of those blue is it busy, ones. Is it busy there again? Nah, it's not too bad tonight, actually. There's a security guard who looks a bit suspicious of me, but uh, I think he's gone out of the way now. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a couple over there having a bit of a snog, though, Matt. I'm not going to lie to you. This happened last time I did the show here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, oh, no, she's really going through it. Fair play to him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just so we'll, we'll pull up a big chair and watch. Uh, who knew? <laughs> uh, anyway, so move on to... quickly from that, mate. Yeah, well, she Maybe is, that's she's... what the security guards are checking you out for. She's, she's pelting it for the train, so... Uh, anyway, it's our 271st episode this week. And if you want a bit of early Christmas shopping, it is November now after all. I found three perfect gifts and then we've got the number 271 in there. Now close your ears, Fiona. I don't want you hearing all about your prezzies. So coming in at £786, uh, it's a steel MS271 petrol chainsaw at £2,599.99p. That makes all the difference. Yeah, it's definitely not 2600 quid. It's the KTM Messina Ride 271. 27.5 inch aluminium frame hardtail cross country e bike. And last of my names, these is nice and so exclusive, the price isn't even listed. It is a key stage two junior goal unit, which has a basketball backboard and ring attached to a five a side football goal post. Perfect for your multi sport court, courts. And I, I didn't actually write it down, but that has got a 271 in it as well. And the goal post sounds okay, but I think I'll pass the chainsaw on the bike. And, and they're all pretty expensive that 2,600 quid for a bike. I mean, honestly. Well, as I can't ride it, mate, it's pretty pretty pointless. So, um, uh, on that way, but that, well, I, I, again, I wouldn't trust me with a chainsaw, but it, that sounds fun, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, funny enough, my, my new, uh, my current thing that keeps cropping up on my Facebook when I get on the reels um, is not chainsaws, but similar things like pressure washing and drain unblocking, um, which are, is, is quite therapeutic to watch. It's a bit like the old AMSR, you know, like it's quite therapeutic to watch everything gushing through and people getting everything off. Out of the way, although there is a bloke who um, is always, as, as he says, um, whipping up poop smoothies and he always goes, mm, smells like money. I bet it doesn't smell like money. I bet it smells like something else. Anyway, let's get on with the show and let's do these three Eastman League Southeast teams in chronological order of their fixtures. That seems to be the fairest way. So the fun and game starts on Friday night when the ITV cameras and our very own Matt Gerrard head to Home Park for Sheffield United's first ever FA Cup first round tie. Visiting the Under Walsall, their 15th in League Two, and with just one win in their last five matches. It promises to be an evening no one at Sheffield United will ever forget. And it's certainly been a busy one for their players in the build up to the tie. And we were delighted to get the chance to chat to one of the head of the game, 
here is winger Danny Leonard, and I started by asking if he was excited about the tie ahead. Yeah, I've been I've been asked this question quite a lot. I think the, the main question I've been asked is if, if I was nervous, and I said I think you can't be nervous about it. I think you just got to be excited and take it for what it is. I think we've we've kind of exceeded expectations of maybe the fans or people at the club. So we've kind of, I said before in another interview, this was kind of this was our final where we wanted to get to. So I think we've just got to kind of embrace it and just forget about everything going on with the game being on TV and who we're playing against. I think you've just got to be a bit excited for it rather than nervous. I think that's the thing, isn't it? No, no one's expecting you to win. So th- there's absolutely no pressure on you, is there? No, none at all. I think I think the, pre- the pressure's obviously on them, I think. Them coming down, um, travelling a long way. I know they'll be there the night before, but a different surface, being a few leagues above us, I think... Yeah, the pressure's definitely on them. I think if we we just got to go out and play the way we normally play. I think we've got this far. We can't change the way we play. Obviously, they're going to be good at things that other teams aren't. But I think that if we change the way we, we play just because they're a League 2 team, then we I don't think we're being true to true to ourselves or the players that we've got. So, yeah, I think I think the pressure's definitely on them rather than us. How have the last two weeks been since, since you beat Bilirikki? Do you know, I think... Obviously, looking at our results, they, we've had a, a couple of downs and maybe the, the game during the week against Lansing was an up. But for me personally, I've, I've been carrying a knock for a few weeks, which I've kind of been playing for adrenaline in the FA Cup games. And I kind of just realised that I needed to stop for a few weeks. So for me personally, it hasn't been too good. So I've been trying to get myself ready for Friday. Um, but as a club, I think we've just... I think everyone's so focused on, on the Walsall game. It's hard not to keep your mind off that. I know we've had league games, but... Yeah, we've conceded quite a few goals in those, but again, we've missed five or six players in each of those games, which doesn't show a true reflection of, of where we're at, I don't think. Obviously, you've not been playing, but I wonder how the mindset's been for players. But, you know, when you've got that big game on the horizon, do you think it gets in people's heads when you think about it? Because it is a massive day for the club. And for so many of these players, this is, you know, the biggest opportunity you're going to have. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely the biggest opportunity I've had. Um, I think never, never would have dreamed that I would have got to this this round. I think it's look at Dan Bradshaw, who is a good friend of mine, not only just a just a colleague at the club. I think he, he's never played at this level, and he's he's kind of in his last few years of playing football. Admit that himself. Um, so he's buzzing for it as well. Um, but yeah, I think the mindset of everyone. We had fans asking us whether people were going to be pulling out of tackles and things like that. I don't think that was ever the case. I think we obviously had one eye on the game. But we obviously have to make sure everyone is fit for it because, again, it is, it's the biggest game that most of us are ever going to play. So we, we all want to be fit or even going into it, if we're not 100% fit, we all want to try and get through that game or just give the best account of ourselves. It's going to be a fantastic occasion on Friday night, isn't it? To, to see the, the, the club on the TV and, and from where Sheffield United have come from where they were, what, 10 years ago... This is just a dream come true, isn't it? Oh, definitely. So I've, I've, obviously, I had a little break when I wasn't at the club for a year, but seeing where it was just from when I was there like with the grass pitch now becoming the, the 3G and just everything in and around the club in terms of like analysis, the, the video in that obviously Matt from RYG does, um, just thing, little things that have been added to it, I think have helped us. Um, again, yeah, just seeing over this week and even last week, the stuff that's gone on at the ground, the volunteers, the fans, just like, from things like the paint, paint of the changing room and the bar being done flooring, it's just, it's been incredible, really. There has been a lot of stuff that's had to go on behind the scenes as well. I know obviously you're a player, but you've probably not been 
you've not seen too much of that. But I understand there's been an awful lot of things you've had to do to, to play an FA Cup tie against the league team and be on the TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've had we've had to have talks from the FA about certain things, um, obviously things that we're aware of, but probably not gone into depth. So things like, like betting, um, like drug use, things, just just things like that. Obviously, we're we're all aware of it, but it's probably not put in our faces as much as it obviously would be because we're on TV. Um, and when when we've had those talks, it obviously all makes sense, and it's quite scary actually to think about the things that do go on within football. Probably not so much in this country, but other countries. Um, and how people can influence games and stuff like that, which it, obviously you'd hope wouldn't go on in a game you're playing in, but obviously it does, which is why we have to have these talks. Um, but yeah, just silly things like the changing room having to be changed around for TV cameras or people watching their language because you never know who's watching. So yeah, a lot of things have had to change. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's been exciting and lots of stuff has been going on. And obviously, lots of media interest as well. Obviously, ourselves included in that. But you know, it is just it is great because there are going to be people who probably don't even know where the Isle of Sheppey is, and they're going to be seeing you, the team, and the town on the on the TV on Friday night, and that's going to be magnificent, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be unreal for the club. I think people looking at looking at social media. I think when you look at Walsall, like a few of their fans commenting saying that they had no idea where Sheppey was. They, it's like they're playing European football coming to a different island, which isn't the case because it's probably only a, only a few metres off the mainland of England. But, um, yeah, I mean, the coverage for the club's been incredible. I think even just when we, when we went to Wales um played Murtha, I think even even their fans just hoping that we do well, they, they were incredible. They were like, they clapped us off the pitch. Um, they've been so, so good to us on social media and things like that. So, no, the coverage we've got has been kind of nationwide. We, we didn't expect it, but I think getting to this round... Kind of, I think I think we deserve it. To be fair, we've we've had a tough run, um, but no, I definitely definitely think we deserve it. And when it comes to the game itself, you said you know you've got to attack it the, the way that you would normally play the game, and, and we've already said you know all the pressures are on Walsall. But I guess you, you want to make sure that you compete, don't you? Yeah, hundred percent. I think oh, they're obviously the favourites. They're obviously the favourites, so we, we know what we're going to come up against. I mean, we'll have a look at what, what they're good at, what, what their kind of weaknesses are, where, where we can get at them, and look at our strengths. So I think we spend so much time looking at their weaknesses, but if we haven't got the strengths to kind of counteract that, there's, there's kind of no point looking at it. But we know what we're good at. Um, so I think we'll work on that in training this week. Um, again, yeah, we, we all just want to go out and give a good account of ourselves. And again, we're on TV, so no one wants to, to look bad on TV or put a poor performance in. So I think everyone everyone will give 100%, definitely. Do you think the fitness is going to be the, the big difference? Because obviously Walsall, professional footballers, they're going, to be, they're going to be on the top of their game, aren't they? Yeah, of course. And I think, obviously, with the Bielorecki game in the last round, obviously that went to extra time. And you, you, could, you could probably tell, because I think we got, they got on top of us a little bit in the, the first bit of extra time. And we was holding on a little bit. Um, Again, not, not not too much. It didn't trouble us too much, but you could tell there's keeps on the ball. And we had a few players go down with cramps and things like that. So I think it will. Obviously, we're part-time footballers. We've got day jobs. And being on a Friday, it's going to be tough as well. Most of us are going to be at work and then going straight from work to, to that game. So it's going to be a little bit tiredness in the legs. But I think I think the adrenaline and the, the occasion will get us through that, I think. And hopefully the fans will help with that too. How's work going to be on Friday? We'll be fielding lots of questions about how you're feeling, do you reckon? <laughs> I think so, yeah. I mean, to be fair, all of the kids at school are buzzing about it. They, 
we listened to the draw uh, on the radio for the Billericay game, and obviously the, I came in on the Monday, and the kids were going, "Oh, you got Walsall," and but like, most kids were finding out where Walsall was, and it, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I, we're just we're just looking forward to it, and yeah, hopefully Friday it'll be a bit of a relaxing day, but again, normal day at work, and then we'll mind on the game after that. Uh, and just finally, if if the ball were to drop and Danny Lennon were to score, have you got a special celebration lined up for the TV cameras? <laughs> uh, I think when I when I score, I think the same celebration comes out. The old Alan Shearer hand up in the air. So I think I think that's got to be the it's got to stay the same. To be fair, so again, I think if any of us were to score, I think just whatever came into our heads that day would would happen. So and I think the the ground would be buzzing if we scored. So I think it'd just be it'd just be chaos. Uh, and you're just, just generally really, really looking forward to it. And, and it's going to be a great day for you and a great day for the club. Yeah, on, yeah. On my, my whole family's looking forward to it. I know the boys' family. Like, I think we're, we're a really tight-knit group. I mean, we talk to each other most days. Um, well, not most days, every day. We're always in contact. Um, just, it's always just been talking about, like, when I go around to a family member's house, it's the first thing in conversation. I think everyone's looking forward to watching on TV, um, even if they're not at the ground. Um but yeah, I think everyone's buzzing for it. It's going to be a great night, and and hopefully we can we can do ourselves proud and, and get a good result. I think it's safe to say, Matt, that he's got absolutely the right attitude uh, about this game, and hopefully he and Sheffield United can pull off something memorable on Friday night. That was such a, a nice interview with somebody sort of so excited about the game and you know his career. Would he get there? And again, and I, and I thought. How excited he must be! What it's seventy-two hours, I think it's before the game we play, isn't it? Something like that. How excited he must be for that, and how much the, excited the people of Cheppy will be about this. So, it, can they cause a shock? I think it will be a, a tough ask against a you know semi-decent Walsall side, but got absolutely nothing to fear, and nobody expects them to get through the last few rounds, have they? So, and they've got the home, they've got their day in the spotlight. Just enjoy the occasion. Um, I'm sure the, the, the crowd will be frenzied. I think that Walsall have got about 100 fans. But you won't you won't hear them because I'm sure the people of Sheppey are going to try and suck that ball in the back of the net. And as he said, if they can score a goal, how exciting will that be for the people of Sheppey? But what a fantastic achievement they've done uh, to get there. We, as you said, John, they started back. When did they start? Back in this competition, August probably. Yeah, August, yeah. So when they beat Midhurst and Eastbourne three nil, and look at them now where they're going. So really fantastic achievement. Um, I'm just fingers crossed that they can do it because it would be. I just think they put on a good performance. Um, enjoy the occasion, um, like I will. I'm looking forward to my first ever trip to Home Park as well. I think as as we kind of said in that interview there, we almost said everything but actually saying it, but. The cameras aren't there on Friday night to watch Walsall win, are they? The cameras are there because there is a possibility that Walsall of League Two could be the victims of a massive cup upset. And all of the pressure is on Walsall because they can come out of that game with a 1-0 win and there's no winners for them. You know, that, that's where it's really difficult. Whereas Sheppey can lose 1-0 and it would be what a great effort for them. So all the pressure on Friday night is on Walsall. And, and as Danny said there, they've got nothing to lose. They're up for it. They're going to go and they're just going to play their game and hope that it's enough to, to cause a scare. I mean, even if it doesn't cause a massive upset, you know, and, and, you know, if he could score, if any of them could score, it would just be amazing. And do you know what? You said 
about how he's got you enjoyed that interview. I know you enjoyed the one with Aiden the other week. So by the sounds of it, they seem like a nice bunch of blokes. This Sheppy team. So you want them to do well, don't you? Well, yeah, exactly. Very eloquent. I, I didn't. You know, he was. You know, he had a spell at Dartford. Danny Leonard. I quite liked him at Dartford as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. Um, you know, footballers get a bad, bad rap, don't they? But the people I've, we spoke to, you know, Sheppy, um, I spoke to Hamill, the, the captain. He was very eloquent. We've had um, Aidan on, we've had Danny, a very eloquent, intelligent footballers who are enjoying their moment in the sun, really. And what a feeling for them, live on the telly, ITV4. Um, nobody would have predicted that Sheppy would be on the telly at the start of the season, but they've got a chance to shine. And as you said, John, I've never been on, never been to the Isle of Sheppey in my life. I'm going there Friday for the first time. Looking forward to it. But as you said, there'll be people watching that game. We'll turn it on across the whole of the country, and they'll say, "Where is the Isle of Sheppey?" But it's going to put the area on the map. It's going to put the football club on the map. And if they can cause a shock, wow, what a story that is! I'll tell you one other thing I liked in there as well. When he says, "You know, Walsall apparently are coming down on Thursday and staying overnight." They're coming down, having an overnight stay and getting all prepped. Danny Led's going to be teaching kids at school all day. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the stark difference, that shows, doesn't it? That that just shows what, what, what they're up against. And, and you know, the, the, I, I just couldn't believe that when you think about it. He's got to do a day's work while Walsall's players are going to be down here r- relaxing and, and no doubt probably visiting the Lees in Minster and might go to the arcades over at Lays Down and enjoying their, their, their brief time on the Isle of Sheppey. And it's, it's astonishing, isn't it? That's the beauty of the competition. It was interesting as well. I was speaking to the Cray people at the Chatham game I was on Saturday, and they said that it's amazing how how they, you know, they're on the telly and the thing. And amazing that the press are all over these players. What job have they got? What job have they got? And game, he's just a standard school teacher, um, Danny Leonard, and he's going to get his. He's going to be mentioned on the telly. And again, from these players, what I saw the. Uh, the Sheppey players in that first game against Billericay. They've got some good players here. And again, it'll be interesting to see the, le- the level of them up against a professional player because the games we've seen in non-league players, there are some good players out there. And some of them, there'll be somebody on that Sheppey side who will think, you'll think, whoa, what a good player he is. And and maybe he could, go, he get, he could get a move to a higher club and move on from there. So everybody's in the shop window. Just hoping, you know, the 1,400 people there are going to, Go out there and enjoy it because it's taken 100 years for Sheppey to get in the first round of the FA Cup. It could take 100 years again. So just enjoy the moment and enjoy the occasion because it's unbelievable for them. ITV4, Friday night, course an FA Cup shock in which, in probably in blustery conditions. It's got all the makings of a cup shock, hasn't it? It really has. And, and you know, we'd all be absolutely thrilled uh, if they could make it. And, you know, uh, but Matt, as, as you said, getting to this far is like winning the cup for them. So, They've got absolutely nothing to lose. Put on a show and you can see what happens. Absolutely. Good luck uh, to Sheffield United. And, and good luck to our next team as well. With Friday's tight cover, we'll move on to Saturday, uh, where Ramsgate takes centre stage when they host National League Woking. And, you know, if this thing couldn't get better, Matt's going to that one as well. I mean, what a weekend for him. Yep. Uh, the the 3,000 tickets for that game were snapped up in double quick time. And that too promises to be a day to remember. Uh, Matt bumped into boss Ben Smith while on duty at Chatham against Cray Valley last weekend. Here is the Rams boss. Going to a new club, you, you want to start well. Um, you know, there's obviously expectation on us from uh, from 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 everywhere, from outside and inside. We put obviously put our own pressure on on things as well. Um, so to, to get yeah to get a good start and some some good wins under our belt, 
has, has been has been decent and uh, yeah the FA Cup run has given us an opportunity to bed in the new players we've got two from last year so it's taken a while to sort of everyone get used to each other etc and build that dressing room which I think is really important so yeah that's been a great great start for us Has it gone better than you imagined? Obviously you always back yourself um, but yeah definitely um, as I say new squad etc I'm thinking we might hit our sort of peak um, around Christmas time so to have had so many games additionally um, I think it's been a real bonus for us uh, we've only played six league games which you know we'll now enter those that period of loads of league games having a settled squad which we wouldn't have had in the first place you don't mind playing back to back I suppose the players would rather play run train I suppose in that in that context yeah I mean you know it does throw in the the, the, the aspects of uh, of you know, limited training. Um, you know, there there are times where you want to work on certain things for certain teams. But I think where you've got back-to-back games, etc., you just there's less chance of uh, overthinking it. Uh, talking about Woking, I suppose it's a good draw for you. I think it's not the big draw you wanted, but there's going to be three thousand people at Southwood. You know, I live in Thanet, and it's it's a buzz around the area. What was your initial feelings when the draw came out? Uh, shocking. Yeah. You were just that disappointed, were you? Oh yeah, massively. Uh, it was a yeah real anticlimax. We had two two hundred odd in the in the ground in the grounds listening to the draw on a TV. I was watching a draw on a TV. Sorry, and uh, yeah, to to see Woking pulled out. It uh, could have been Barrow away. I think they were the last ones. Well, Carlisle, wasn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't have minded a long trip. That wouldn't have, you know would have been nice. We wanted a bit. We wanted a big big tie and to, to you know bow out gracefully. Um, whereas Woking, it's. You know, there is a genuine chance of us causing an upset. It would be an upset, but I don't think people would be that surprised if we did pull it off. You know, you know, woke in middle of the table in the National South, got some big players who've done well in the cup competition before. What do you expect from them? Oh, they're, they're going to be a strong physical side, um, very well organised. Um, and I think probably probably the opposite to us in the way they play, the style, etc. Um, so uh, we're hoping that, you know, Opposites attract in our in our sense, and you know, like boxers say, you know, styles make fights, and I think I think we're a, we're a good fit to play them. It'll be ten days without a game if you don't have to play the game against Hythe uh, in this upcoming week. Will that make any difference? Or just extra time on the training ground for you now this week? Yeah, it just gives us fresh legs. It gives us an opportunity to train. You know, we've been desperate for that. Um, you know, we've obviously gives us an opportunity to actually prepare for a team um, as opposed to just throwing our side out there. Um, and as, as I say, it's, we've got a long slog ahead of us. I know we've got obviously Woking on the Saturday. It's a big game, but you know, priority for us is the you know the coming coming four weeks where we've got you know Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. You know that. For me, that's more important than the FA Cup game. This is all, this is all a bonus, isn't it? You know, you don't budget to get to the first round and have 3,000 people in, so it's, it's extra money for the club. And maybe that's what the club's deserved or what it's achieved over the last year, particularly in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it would have been nice to have had a TV game um, so the club could really showcase what it does in the community because, uh, you know, we talk about it, but, you know, outside of our club, people really don't understand how the club operates and uh, the way it goes about about its business in the community. Um, our club is actually a charity, which people don't realise. I know we've got a good budget, etc. Um, but that's that's been built through, you know, through the efforts of the club over the last couple of years in the growth. Um, you know, it's just our budget sustainable. It's not paid by one man pumping money in. Um, you know, when our chairman leaves, 
it's there, it's set up, the foundations are there, they've paid for the infrastructure, just like they have here at Chatham. Um, you know, so it's, the club's been built in the right way and, you know, it's great. We're going to have around 1,000 under-18s in attendance of an FA, first-round FA Cup game. You know, that's the first time in 25 years it's been in Fanet. You personally, how will you feel when you lead your team out that day? You've done, you've done a lot in the game. Is this your um, proudest moment? Uh, yeah, I guess it is. I mean, it's, it's strange because we've uh, we've not been prioritising either FA competition um, and we've equaled the best run from Fanet, uh, from Ramsgate um, in the FA Cup and we've beat the best run in the FA Trophy you know and I think that just I think goes to show what a good squad of players we've we've brought into the club um, and shows we're on the right path moving forward uh, for the league so what, what would the ideal scenario be I presume you winning next week or is it just get show, showcasing Ramsgate as well because you're going to be underdogs oh we're massively underdogs um, we, mat- we maintain belief we can win the game um, at the end of the day it's 11 v 11 we've got players that have played at that level so we're not we're not going to go into the game and be that know, experience could be crucial absolutely we're not going to go into the game and be shell shocked and you know um, we're not going to we're not going to freeze on the day that's you know we could get beat you know they're a team three leagues above we could get could well get beat um, but we're certainly not going to go into it and freeze. Um, so we give ourselves a chance. As he said there, mate, it, it could be better at the time. You could almost sense the disappointment still in his voice. But we've got some experienced players in that squad. And if Woking think for a second they can take that trip to Southwood lightly, they could be in for a hell of a shot, couldn't they? Yeah, Woking, Woking aren't in great form. Funnily enough, they're better away than they are at home. Um, 3,000 at Southwood. I'm looking forward to seeing 3,000 in there. But um, it's, and again, if you go into that game, I would say get there early because apparently there's no park anywhere near it. So, and it's going to be, as you know, Southwood, it's in a really big sort of housing area. So, from that, um, I think he was quietly confident from that because I said to him, the guy, because he knew his, his game against Hyde was off like 11 o'clock. He thought about going to Brom to go to Bromley. He said, no, clubs have given me enough information. So, I've had a good look at Woking. I think he's quietly confident there that they can cause a shock. As you say, John, they've got players who've played at that level that um, Woking have played with. Um, they don't lose many matches. It's on a 3G surface. Um, they've, uh, uh, they've Woking aren't in great form. You know, 3,000 people, I don't know how many Woking fans there are, probably 300 or whatever. Again, they're going to be outsung by Ramsgate because everybody's so excited in the area. Um, everybody you speak to and people I work with and they know, know they've got a big game on so again it, it, it's a winnable tie um, interesting what he said I want to mention to him about Barrow didn't they well I'd have enjoyed the weekend away but you look at this they, they've got a chance again nothing to fear against Woking um, it's just will they freeze on the day I don't think they will because they've got good players and got experienced players who, who know that level so we're getting excited, John. We're thinking we've already got both sides going through it, are we? Yeah, I think I, I, I completely understand what you said about Barrow because I think no matter what, if you're a team at this level of football who gets through to the FA Cup first round proper, you want to play a football league team. You don't care where it is. You don't yeah. care who it is. Your only aim is you want to play a, a football league team. And yeah, all right, you, people can say to the cows come home that National League is, is almost a division or League Four or whatever these days. But they'd much rather be playing Wickham than, than Woking, and and you know, and that and that's the the truth of it. 
uh, and I feel sorry for them in that. But then the incentive now is win this one and get yourself that that dream tie. Get yourself one one away for away from home, or get yourself another one at home to a big boy. Or, or do you know what? Even better, get Sheffield United, and one of you could be in the third round. I, I I don't really mind, but you know, it's 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 a good one for Ramsgate because I think they have got a little bit of a chance. And, and you know, and in Joe Taylor, they've got a striker who. You know, we've been a fan of for a long time, and yeah. I'm convinced he could do a job at National League South level. So there's no reason why he can't cause that Woking defence some problems. Yeah, he he. he if they're going to get um, not many chances, you want the chances to fall to him because he's a, he's a goal scorer. Chances will come, uh, like we saw in the, the previous round that lobby got the goal. If if they get the chances, clearly Ramsgate score a lot of goals anyway. They've got attacking players across the pitch uh, Taylor could be the difference one chance bang Woking have got you know decent strikers as well um, but yeah Joe Taylor is in good form um, a decent striker who is a goal scorer and if the chances fall to him if Ramsgate get a chance you're betting you're betting, you're betting bottom dollar that he's going to put it away so uh, I, I don't think they've got anything to fear um, Ben uh, you know that interview there I think he's pretty confident that they got a chance. He's got nothing to fear. Absolutely, again, everybody expects Woking to win. Woking have got a bit of pedigree themselves, of course, going back a few years. But why not Ramsgate Cup? Um, I think I think they're at home is good, and they're against the side who are under a little bit of pressure as well. Get into them early doors. Why not? I think they've got a chance. You mentioned the cup pedigree of Woking there, and and. I know you're not a fan of them, but I, I remember them winning at West Brom so clearly. I remember like re, I remember Reno. It was just about the time when I was I was already into football, but I, I really paid attention uh, that sort of era. And you know, it was it was a great day. And hopefully, uh, the tables will be turned on Woking uh, this weekend. Yeah, uh, again, uh, uh, you know, people like know you know Kevin Barham, who's been heavily involved with Ramsgate over the years. You know. I know he's he's had a busy week this week because <laughs> like everything um, with Sheppey and Ramsgate, I think you, you get into the first round, it, it is you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get everywhere. I think speaking about the Ramsgate, though, you know Ramsgate's only one entrance and they've got to get people in different parts of the ground. So for for the fans, it's great. I think maybe for the administrators and people running the club, it can be a bit of a you know, a bit of a pain, really, because you're not used to this sort of thing. But if you can get a result, all that will be forgotten about and you can enjoy it. But I don't know if you, if you are, people like Kevin Barham can enjoy the game, really, because he's got so many other things to worry about. Normally, you might get 300. Now you've got 3,000 people through the gates. Absolutely. Uh, also in action at three o'clock on Saturday, I'm Maidstone here to Chesham. Uh, and after that, it's all eyes on Bromley as they face Blackpool, again televised at 5.45 p.m. And it's a hat-trick of televised dates for our clubs as on Sunday at 5.30pm Cray Valley PM's not PM's there Cray Valley PM's trip to Charlton is live on the BBC and ever since the draw there's been a lot of chat about Kyle Lisby as the Miller striker heads to face the club where his dad Kevin made his name and Matt managed to catch up with the teenage striker on Saturday to discuss this weekend's big game Yeah, no, very good result I feel like we haven't lost um, all season apart from that cup game so Full like it's a testament to the manager and the players that we've managed to perform week in, week out, so I'm proud of the boys. Uh, today, uh, you were on the bench. Is that the manager looking ahead for next week? 
Uh, I don't know, possibly, possibly, but um, yeah, I got got rested today and then obviously full focus now on Charlton. But like I said, today these guys are doing very well in the league. I think they first are they? Second. Guys are flying to to come here again and obviously Carl Shaw and Enfield, all teams that are higher than us, but to to come and and beat them like we did today is again a testament to the boys. People might not know your dad was a bit of a hero at Charlton Athletic. You're playing Charlton Athletic this week. Are you a Charlton fan? No, no, I'm not an Arsenal fan. I'm not. I'm, I'm an Arsenal fan, but now um, obviously my dad's played for Charlton, and obviously I've watched his clips, and I know that he's obviously a, a loved character at the club. So to to go there to on next week Sunday, and you know, hopefully score will be a dream come true in front of all my family and friends. So honestly, can't wait. We saw. I think I saw on social media that when you watched the draw, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was your feelings when that came out? Literally, I said to my dad, obviously, imagine Charlton away, and obviously when Cove Valley got called and Charlton away, it was just honestly, it was like the world stopped. So, honestly, like I said, my my phone literally blew up. My, my reaction was just raw, as you could see, it was pure excitement, and, and I couldn't believe it. So yeah, I'm just so excited for it. What did your dad say when, he, when the draw came out? Yeah, he called me and said, and he was just excited. He was he was obviously excited. Obviously, like I said, the ties between Charlton and Cray Valley as well, him playing for both clubs. and You played that from your dad, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, when I was younger, when I was around 16, I came in for Cray and, and played with him. So, yeah, like I said, he, he, played, he played for Charlton and Cray Valley and I'm obviously about to play against his, his former club as well at a big stage, so it's going to be unbelievable. Does he give you some tips, your dad? Because, you know, I think he scored a hat-trick in the Premier League, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, every game I, I speak to him, I say, oh, after he comes to all of my games, literally doesn't matter where it is, home or away, he'll come and he'll let me know his feedback, what I should have done better, what I've done well. So he's always there to, to kind of rely on and lean on. So, will he, where's his heart going to lie next week? With a Char- is it Charlton? Is it Cray? Is it you? Who's he going to be supporting? I think supporting me, definitely. I feel like he will be out there, like always, um, supporting me, making sure that I do well, making sure that I perform well. And the result is the result at the end of the day. But like I said, we're going to go there to compete. We're going to go there to, to show you know, who we are. And the FA Cup's about you know, upset, so who knows what could happen. How busy have you been the last few? This week, I'm getting you in interviews. You're going to be a busy man on the media scene, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. A few people have reached out, to be fair, obviously, because of the, the, the links between Kevin Isby, Charlton and Cray Valley. So a lot of people have, have reached out, but um, I'm so focused on, on this game. I'm so focused on, on Charlton, you know, going out there, performing, making sure that I'm even stepping on that pitch and earning my spot. So, yeah, full focus on it. Will you have a sleep next Saturday? I'll try to I'll try to but obviously the excitement before stepping out into the valley will be something else like I said have you played at the valley before? no nah, never never so to, to play at, at the valley like I said family, friends everyone supporting will be will be unbelievable so I just want to give them something to cheer about and, and hopefully we cause an upset and if you score a goal what, what would that feeling be like? I couldn't tell you I've, I've been dreaming all week about scoring a goal at the valley so for it to come to pass it would be absolutely amazing so like I said I'm going to step on that pitch I'm going to give my best and whatever happens happens Good luck, and well, are you a better player than your dad? Uh, nah, pro- pro- I don't know. Pro- no, times are different now, but like I said, it's never a competition between me and my dad. I feel like it's a dream to follow in his footsteps, and, and that's what I'm, me and my twin are, are, are trying to do at the moment as well. So, yeah, just following his footsteps and making him proud. Uh, I'm 100% sure, Matt, that's not going to be the last time that I hear that man's voice this week. Um, mm-hmm. But he would love to carry on the Lisbon tradition at the Valley, wouldn't he? Yeah, it was. I think he... He must have been priming his answer, I think, because I was trying to sort of get to him. Oh, you know, you can do this. What a day it is. Very diplomatic with his answers and very complimentary about his dad as well. But for him, I think it must be a really fantastic um, story, isn't it? It is the story that's probably going to be all over your your weekend newspapers, pictures of 
him and his dad and his picture of his dad scoring a hat-trick against Liverpool. Is it against Liverpool? Yeah. Of, of where football would be. Uh, uh, he was. I think he was rested. He was rested in the um, game on Saturday because they're going to give him a, you know, he's got 13, 14 goals this season. So, um, it's, again, it's a chance for him to put himself in the spotlight as well because all eyes will be on him. So, there might be a little bit of pressure on him because everybody could expect, you know, are you as good as Dada from the Charlton fans? From there, but what a day it will be for the um, for them as well. Speaking to the Cray people before it, they, I think they've got a thousand fans going. And as he said, normally we only get a couple of hundred games, so hopefully they'll come back after that as well. Um, they said it's going to be tough for them to go into Charlton, but they're going to enjoy the day. Um, and Steve McKim, as we had him before, no stone will go unturned if they're not going to give it a go. Um, I think he he would. He's going to enjoy himself. He knows it's a tough ask, but uh, it's a fantastic achievement, a real local derby. Um, and probably, the, you know, it's the tide, the tide around from, our, I think, from our Kent point of view of what they've got. And the people like Graham, from what I saw on Saturday, I think they've got, they're a decent team who play good football. So um, it will be tough, but I, I'm sure they'll cause Charlton problems at certain points. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I did enjoy the stat that I read, but it's, there's, there's fewer miles between them than there are steps in the football pyramid, which I thought was a, a fantastic stat. But I was going to say to you, what, what did you think of Cray Valley uh, on Saturday? They, they, they seem to be a, a good football inside. They beat Chatham uh, in the FA Trophy as well. Um, and, and you must be it, it, perfect for Steve McKim if he was able to rest a couple of players and still get a good result there. Well, I, I, thought, I thought they played quite well. They played some nice, intricate football, good pace on the flanks. They were the better side in the first half. I think throughout against Chatham, Chatham were very flat. They always looked dangerous on the counter-attack. Nice, I say, nice movement off the ball as well. Dwight um, Gale, the scorer, um, he had a good game, I thought. Denzel. Denzel, I called him Dwight when I was commentary. Denzel Gale, he was a good, you know, driving force in midfield, getting forward, box-to-box midfield, a good goal he scored. Uh, He did rest a few players, but you wouldn't have known. Those players, I think, were playing maybe to get a chance to play on Sunday and none of them did a, 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 a disservice at all. And I thought they fitted into the team and shows again that apart from the Kent Senior Cup, whatever it is, they haven't lost a single game all season. So, well-drilled, well-organised um, by Steve McKim. Uh, and Steve McKim's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, five teams in the hat, five teams going through as far as I'm concerned, that night. No, honestly, um, we're, we're uh, how, well, we say that we say that. how many people? How many do you think we're getting? I think Maidstone will beat Chesham. I think Maidstone and I think one other, but I don't know who. I, th- I just get a feeling one of them is going to do something. One of them is going to do something. Would you fancy Bromley as well? We haven't talked about Bromley against Black- Bromley. A great at home, Blackpool, bit of hit and miss at times. Uh, I, I think I, you'd, you'd fancy Bromley. I mean, again, it's like I said about Walsall. The, the cameras aren't there to watch to watch Blackpool win, are they? The cameras are there to watch Bromley win. So yeah, I think I think that one's got a real chance. Um, you know, I, I'm just all I hope is that all of our teams give a good account of themselves. Yeah. And you know, Steve McKim is a case in point. When Tunbridge Angels got to this stage what, three years ago, they lost seven nil, and and he's still hurt by that three years on. So you don't want anyone to be in that situation. So that in 2026, when we're talking about this, we don't want we don't want people to say, God, do you remember 2020? and how it all went wrong. We just want everyone to give a good account of themselves and most importantly, enjoy your day because it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm, like I say, and I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, 
the Sheffield games have never been there before. And 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 to see, having been to Southwood numerous times, how 3,000 people look at Southwood. <laughs> and, and again, I, I'd worry about the, the park. I don't know. Well, Woken up, you know, Woken and probably, yeah, they'll have to, it's, it's a tight old ground, um, Southwood. I don't know whether it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It's been, it's been busy there when I saw them against Hive and there was 1,200 there. So, um, yeah, it should be really good, real buzz. And there'll be a buzz around. So, first round of the cup, there will, there will be shocks out there across the whole thing. Why can't it be our boys? Absolutely. Uh, talking of that game in the FA Trophy, uh, Let's hear from the beaten boss in that game at Chatham. I'm pretty sure Kevin Hake is going to get fed up with us soon, Matt, uh, turning up to see them suffer cup defeats. Uh, that's the second time it's happened this season. And here he is, uh, the Chatham boss. Nice crowd uh, to come and see us today. And to be honest with you, it was, it was a boring game. <laughs> and um, we wouldn't have won it if we were still out playing out there now. You know, it was just an awful, awful performance, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, you look very flat from the beginning. I think I'm cray, of course. They're a side full of confidence of what they've done this season, but they seem to be a bit, maybe a yard quicker at your time in the first half. Yeah, look, they've, um, they, they're on the ascendancy. Do you know what I mean, they've got a game in the first round of the FA Cup. Fair play to them, um, but we've got to play better than that. doesn't matter what other teams do. do you know, If we don't turn up, we're not going to get a result, and that was the case today. How important is the trophy for you? The FA Cup didn't work for you. FA Trophy, I mean, you got to the first round, but how important was the competition for you this one? I mean, any any game that you know any you know time that the lads are putting on a chat shirt they should be performing and um, a lot of them can um, have a look at their own performance today because it just simply wasn't good enough and the trophy is a you know uh, a competition the same as the FA Cup we want to go as far as we can in them and like, yes whilst we got to the first round that's that's not enough for us that's underachieving so far during the game um, you made some changes today people saying you're resting players or just giving other players a chance or did you feel you felt played a weakened side no not at all that's not a weakened side I mean we've selected a team that we thought could do a job I think as I say I say it again I think certain individuals weren't good enough um, on the day um, Eddie Allsop's injured that's the only you know possible thing that anyone could actually say that someone's been rested but um, no that was a strong team and a strong tr- squad we put out there today so players who've given an opportunity haven't taken that opportunity. Yeah, there's a couple in there. Do you know, like it was, you know, sort of given a chance. But look, it's it's football. You know, it, you never get too high, too low with um, with any performance. And yeah, it was it's a shame. You know, but now we we point our attentions. You know, well, actually we've got a cup game on Tuesday night, and then we point our attentions back to the league. You know, we'll talk about the um, incident in the final minute with the, the big melee with the referee got under control your goalkeeper was sent off um, to me he was probably one of the last ones to arrive what's your feeling about that? Just one of them things that happens sometimes you know and um, you could you could sense sort of things are brewing you know a little bit and, and obviously people are frustrated it's a very stop start game and I think when you've got you know games like that it's it can it can go that way so it is what it is isn't it it's football You're going to lose your goalkeeper though maybe for three games? Yeah yeah well that's, that's what happens when you get sent off and it's <laughs> But you know, you know, we're in November now. You're second in the league. Cup competitions may haven't gone your way, um, but you must be pleased where the club's going. It's a good crowd here, good atmosphere as well. Yeah, it is. I mean, look, league form's been, you know, good, um, but cup competitions, you know, I think we should have done better. Whilst, as I say, it is the first round. A club like ours should go further in the FA Trophy and the FA um, FA Cup. You've only got to look at 
you know, three local teams to us are all through to the first round of the FA Cup, and that's where I want this club to be in them sort of games. And said to the guys beforehand, why can't we go, you know, like all the way? But on a performance like that, you're never going to, you know, you might fluke it through one game, but you'll lose the next one, you know. And it's it's a shame, but look, it's um it's over now. The um the Wembley dream. goes on for another year the playoff dream or the championship dream is definitely alive and you've got enough quality it is but if you put a performance in like that then forget about the playoffs I would say he's pretty frustrated there Matt and it sounds very much like our experiences of seeing Chatham in the cup this season but pretty similar yeah they were very flat Uh, didn't look offer too much he made a few changes my mate Eddie Alsop uh, he was injured so he didn't play and he said he would have started if he wasn't but they were just a yard off it, um, I thought. Didn't look convincing at all. I think they probably could do with a striker. Uh, Danny Kevin was on the bench, but I don't think he was ever going to come on. But, you know, yeah, Jamie Yellow, they've got a lot of attacking players, midfielders and players like that, but no sort of standout centre forward. And I know they've been linked with Joe Turner, who's left um, Tunbridge the last few days. And maybe that's the kind of player they're looking for. But again, they're doing well second in the league. Um, nothing to be worried about, but... I think they will be a little bit envious of the three sides um, in the cup matches on on Saturday. But uh, yeah, I think they should be okay. Um, good buzz about the place, well-organised ground, good community feel. I think if you'd have offered them the playoffs at the start of the season, they would have taken it. It looks like Hornchurch is going to run away and win it. But um, yeah, going in the right direction, just a bit of a blip at the moment. So um, um, they'll get it right because they're a club and they're going in the right direction. Absolutely. That's when the trophy, as we heard, highest game with Ramsgate was called off on Saturday. And after a, uh, a war of words on social media, a young Ramsgate side took to the dried out reach field on Tuesday, uh, where they lost 3-1. I mean, Steve Watts side will now go on to face his former boss, Jay Saunders and Tunbridge Angels in the next round. Uh, also through a Quay Wanderers after a dramatic tie against Chesson, they did 2-0 and 3-2. But a last gasp leveller from Reese Murrell Williamson took its penalties, where Neil Swiss men won 5-3. Uh, they will face a trip to Western Supermare, while Cray Valley hosts Hampton Richmond. Uh, the Ashland, other National League South sides all got ties against teams from the same division. Dover will host Weymouth, Wellinger home to Taunton, and Dartford will be made stone in one of the ties of the round. Let's stick with the National League South then uh, and a look at the weekend results where Dover went down 4-0 at Farnborough, Dartford lost 2-1 at Hemel Hempstead, Wellington 0-0 with Chippenham, and Maidstone held 1-1 at Western Supermare, meaning that our only weekend winners uh, were Tumbridge Angels or the victors at Truro. And then on Tuesday night, Dartford beat Weston by four goals to two. Uh, looking at the fixtures for this weekend, uh, it's Dover against Hampton, Richmond Borough, Tumbridge Angels against Chelmsford and Weymouth against Welling. And then on Tuesday night, Dartford against Chelmsford, Dover against Welling, uh, Maidstone against Eastbourne Borough and Tumbridge Angels against Hampton, Richmond Borough. Uh, I guess, Matt, you don't want to say anything about Dover. You, you, you're doing other things with your life. You're moving on. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving on uh, to bigger Perfect. and better things. Um, big game. Massive two game on games, Tuesday. Two home games coming up. Like they have to, they have to get four points at least out of that. Um, wow. But Welling's the Welling one's quite a big game, isn't it? Really. So, but yeah, what can you say? I'm jealous we'll, of these we'll other see, teams, John. But so. we'll, we'll see what you're saying next week. <laughs> yeah, 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 the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something's got to give it something from Dover. They're either going to start winning, or something's got to change. But is there the hunger to change from people? Well, time will tell. Uh, in the National League, obviously, it's just a point outside the drop zone after their defeat to Dagenham. Uh, but Bromley is still flying the flag in third after their 1-0 win at Woking. A uh, weekend off for Fleet, who I'm sure want to regroup 
and get ready for a long trip up to Hartlepool next week. Uh, there were no league games in the East Wing League Premier Division last week. Uh, this weekend, all four of our sides are in action. Chatham go to Canby, Folkestone at Carshalton, Margate are home to Lewis, and Cray Wanderers head to Wingate and Finchley. And then the chats are back in Essex on Tuesday as they face Billericay, while Margate host Haringey Borough. Uh, there was just a handful of games. I was just saying, how, how many people will go to, you know, Margate against Lewis when you're thinking three miles down the road, there's 3,000. So it must be disappointing if you're a Margate fan at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously the Margate diehards will be there, but I don't think yeah. the, the Danic casual watchers uh, would yeah. have chosen that one this weekend. Uh, there was just a handful of games in the East League South East, two last weekend, uh, with Sheffield going down 3-2 at Merston, a 0-0 draw between Herne Bay and Eric and Belvedere. And a 1 0 win for 7 inch over Chichester, which means Harry Hudson's men up for third spot uh, on Saturday in that division. It's Ashford against Sergis Hill, Beckham against Lansing, Broadwood Heath uh, is the destination for 7 inch, City Mongo to East Grinstead, Irvine Belvedere host Littlehampton, Tired against Turn Bay, and Phoenix Sports are at home to Horndean. And then on Tuesday, Clay Valley are home to Lansing, it's Irvine Belvedere against 7 inch, Merston against Ramsgate, and Sheffield are at home to Beckenham. And I just into the scaffold where Glee keep on moving at the top with a 2-1 win at Hollands and Blair in a game where all three goals were penalties. Uh, with Faversham not playing as their game at Thomas Rolls is waterlogged off. Here with Town moved up to second as they dismantled Wellingtown 6-0 away from home. Elsewhere, it was Kev Stevens' 400th game in charge of Beerstead and he celebrated it with a 1-0 win over Corinthian, while Lords of 1-0 at Fisher, Pennington beat Stansfield 3-0. Punjab continued their good form with a 3-1 win over Midtown. Stodman beat Sutton Athletic 3-0. And Whitstable were two one winners over VCD. And the fixtures on Saturday it's Corinthian against Fisher, Irith Town against Kennington, Faversham against Stansfeld, Leave against Deal Town, Honesdale against Beerstead, Lordswood against Tunbridge Wells, Lidtown against Sutton Athletic, Punjab United take on Holland and Blair, as Rostall against Snodland, and Whitstable host Welling Town. Uh, it's been a cup competitions all over the place for the first division teams, but they are back in league action uh, this weekend. So we will just run through those fixtures. Uh, it's AFC Whiteleaf against Croydon, Ryder Mopes against Larkford and New Hive, FC Armstead against Tooting Bet, Forest Hill Park hosts Lewis and Borough, it's Case Sports against Barrett and Sartforce, Ross United against Sporting Club Thamesmead, and State First Monks against Canterbury City. I did have a quick look, Matt, at some of the cup scores tonight. There were a couple of Patricks. Uh, Sam Buick got one as Corinthian hit six uh, in their game at Stansfield. And there was a hat trick in the last about five minutes for a chap playing for Rostell, whose name escapes me, as they won 4 0. Uh, but it you know, this league is, is is heating up. We spoke a little bit about it last week after Faversham lost. Uh, they didn't play at the weekend. They'll be wanting to bounce back when they host Stansfield this weekend. Yeah, I, I would have thought so. Again, the league's taken a little bit more shape than we have done recently. Um, can Glebe, Glebe in front winning matches. Eris doing well. Corinthian, Punjab up there. So it's, it's, it's looking like an exciting league. Eventually, it will settle down. But I, I think... Okay, next couple of weeks we'll know a little bit more. Faversham again be the favourites, but Glebe winning matches. Erith, you know, we know what you know what they can achieve in this division as well. So yeah, exciting times. Um, still a long way to go, but I think there's going to be plenty of twists and turns so far. It's going to be, looking to be an exciting division, I have to say. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a couple of scaffold managers who are on my hit list. I know I haven't spoken to you yet so far this season, but I would expect your phones to be uh, beeping next week unless we have an absolute miracle in the cup. But yeah, I, will, I do have some managers uh, that are lined up and I will hope to speak to them uh, soon. That is it for the football chat. Um, I may have a face for it, but I've not been out trick-or-treating tonight because I've been at work. But I'll tell you, I've seen a lot of people around the station uh, in fancy dress for the, for the event. It, it's got a lot bigger, hasn't it, Halloween? 
Well, well I went um, in in Ramsgate, not too far from the football ground. So, guy at work goes big on it. Went to see his house. Uh, plenty of stuff going on. Absolutely ramoed with kids there talking and all things like that. A lot of dinosaurs wandering around the streets as well on those sort of um, blow up uh, things. But Halloween is big. Yeah, it's, it used to be Guy Fawkes night. We used to go around penny for a guy and went to a fire, fireworks night and had a baked potato. But that seems to have gone out the window. But Halloween is big. So, yeah, we've we've we haven't had anybody knocking on the door, A, because we turned all the lights off. But B, we we went around wandering the streets and we saw a lot of people. Yeah, so I'm sure there'll be some. Um, but yeah, but I'm surprised there's not more people wandering the street, wandering the train stations dressed up as ghouls, John. I've seen plenty, to be fair. I've, I think I saw Snow White get on the train a minute ago. Uh, so oh, she's off home. She's had her kiss and she's gone home. I don't know why I'm talking about people kissing at train stations. It's just unbelievable. Uh, it's like it gets, a 1930s uh, film. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't really get it. There was, there was also a party uh, in the office on the top floor organised by one of the radio stations. Uh, so when I, I nipped out for a little break, there was like people queuing up outside in fancy dress. And I'm like, you know, I'm here going to work and there's people outside heading for a big event in my office. Which what, I what, 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 what were they dressed up? And again, is it anything? It could be, you don't, I think Halloween, you don't have to be dressed as anything scary. You could dress as basically anything these days, isn't it? I've seen unicorns and stuff today. I can just go as myself and I'll, I'll, uh, people will come yeah. up to me and, and they'll give me loads of sweets and stuff. It's, so. it's the old gag when I saw the guy at work, he had his mask on and he took his markers off screen. He goes, oh, you look even more scary now. So he must have hey. done that about 50 times today. So. Top bands, top bands. Yeah. Uh, sad about Matthew Perry, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 we did like Friends and the kids liked Friends as well. It was, you know, he, unfortunately, um, clearly, you didn't realise how much, I, I hadn't read his book or anything like that, but, how would he he's a troubled guy. He's a troubled guy. Yeah, but you know, quite eloquent about his troubles and how he could help other people. So, um, yeah, sad. Sad. Yeah, Friends is one of those. If you're a certain age, you grew up on that program. So, pretty sad from from that point of view. Yeah. I did read an interview with him where that he had said like he couldn't for a long time after it finished he couldn't watch Friends because he could just sit there um, and look at the episodes and go that I was addicted to that at that point. I was addicted to that at that point, addicted to that. And, you know, it's it's such a shame that he couldn't enjoy uh, the fame. And do you know what? I, I think all the tributes that he's received this week, I think, would have made him really happy, actually, to know that people cared so much about him. Because, as you say, he had his troubles, he had his difficulties, but he was he remained such a, a well-loved member of, 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 of an iconic programme. And I know people go, oh, it's not funny, or it's not aged well, or but it meant a lot to people. And, uh, you know, I, I include myself in that. I, I remember watching the last episode. Uh, I, I'd driven home from uni a, a day before, I think, and me and my mum got a Chinese and watched it. And, you know, yeah, really, really sad times. Um, so I watched a couple of episodes this week, actually, uh, to get myself uh, to, to think about it and saw some really good bits from him as well. So, you know, yeah, rest in peace, Matthew. Really, really, really sad news. Uh, I haven't been doing much else, really. I would say we went away for a mini break and just... Uh, yeah, just just been chilling really. Um, how was your half term in the end? Oh yeah, yeah, it was not back to work, and that's back to reality. But um, yeah, it was it was a good. We did bits and pieces. I went to London for the day, which is always good. Went to Seven Dials, had something to eat. Have you been to Seven Dials? Uh, I don't think I have actually. No, it's it's like one of these um, places where they've got loads of different restaurants and pop up places around it. So actually, um, no, we went to there's a and we did go to that area because there's a brew dog there, isn't there? The, yes, the yes, that right at the corner. Yeah. 
yeah, and, and we, we went there uh, back in the summer. So, yeah, so uh, it, yeah, yeah I, would, I would recommend that. So, we did that. So, apart from apart from that, not much else, really, to be honest. So, the kids are back at school. So, it's getting back into the routine now. Um, uh, I've up early walking the dog when, when he's not chucking it down because he doesn't like walking in the rain. Um, and then we've, we've, well, we have started watching Bodies, John, on Netflix. Have you heard about this one? I haven't, actually. No, hit me. It's... Um, it's with Stephen Graham. Basically, it's about three. I think it's going to turn into a bit sci-fi. Well, it is clearly sci-fi because there's three different murders: one in the 1890s, 1940s, 2023, and 2053. And it's all the same. The bodies found the same place, same way, in the same place. So Ooh. it's turning into a uh, like a, a, a tri- time travel murder mystery. So. It's, it's getting a bit confusing after episode four, so but somebody said it starts to make us a bit of sense. But it's apparently um, everybody rave, is raving about it, um, and it's not too bad. I'm enjoying it, yeah. Excellent. I'll give that one a whirl. Right, but well, that's pretty much it. Uh, my train is uh, eight minutes away, Perfect so I'm going to wrap this up. Yep, we're not, we've not done too bad there. Um, I've now moved down onto the main concourse. Uh, again, there should be a blue pack here as well, uh, but alas, there is not. I'm just outside. No, uh, more, no, no, no more people kissing? Uh, not at the minute, no. So we're all good on that front, thankfully. Uh, anyway, you can find us on social media on Twitter, X at Kent NL Podcast on Facebook, search for Kent Only Podcast, and you can also search for the group Kent Only Football Chat. Uh, we're on threads and Instagram as well at Kent Only Podcast. I'm at John Phillips 81. I'm at Matthew underscore Gerard, and that's always a lot to say. Um, but yeah, all we can really say to end this show is massive good luck to all of our teams. And if they cut first round this weekend, it would be amazing if. if if you can all do it, it'd be amazing if one of you can do it. It'd just be unbelievable. But as I said earlier on, just make sure that you enjoy it. Thank you so much to our guests for their time this week. Uh, you know, they've been really busy uh, with lots of other media uh, requirements as well. So we do really appreciate that our little show uh, gets up there. And thanks to Lee at Sheppey United, who made sure that we got someone, because obviously they're having a press conference, um, but w- which we couldn't attend, but they made sure that we got someone. So we do really, really appreciate that. Uh, and thanks to all the clubs. And as I say, massive good luck to them all. And we'll have some reaction for you next week on the Kent Only Podcast. Back-to-back football. Back-to-back. Hopefully, wins. I'm just disappointed you're not going to cry as well. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. I think I would get away with that one, mate.